the City Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Keys to the City. I am your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Ted Keys, and the Joseph Aguirre for another Joseph. football. The Joseph. Yeah, I don't know why. I Don't, don't even. <laughs> I have no idea why I said it like that. The Joseph Aguirre. Ted, what was your nickname you wanted to call him? What did you say? You had a nickname for him last week, you said. Didn't you have a nickname for Joe? You wanted to call You had something for him? I forgot. You're a forgetting. Nickname. Yeah, he had something for uh, the animal or Joe the animal. What was no, it? You had, no, no, no. You had some sort. I'm trying to give you a hint so you can right, remember, listen, but I, bra- I guess not. The brain, the brain is focused on what we have to do on the show right now. I'm not. I don't the really brain, have anything good right now, so let's stay in tune with that. The brain. Let's focus. Focus. That is a very important <laughs> thing. Last week. We talked about the opening weekend, a hell of a weekend, and then it started off this Thursday, but like I said, what a great show we have for you today. You can check out Keys to the City on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, and YouTube, as well as clovercrestmedia.com for more podcasts just like ours and even more like Murder Mysteries. If you're into that, I know a lot of people like that stuff nowadays, so check it out. But like I said, it's a football Friday, a huge game last night. We're going to talk about for the first time, guys. The New York Giants, and for the first time since 2016, the New York Giants, let's not get ahead of ourselves, could realistically be 2-0. And then we'll be talking about the GOAT, Tom Brady, who, well, everybody has their kryptonite for Tom Brady. It's the recent success of the New Orleans Saints. And then we'll talk about the teams that 0-1, playoff teams last week, started off awfully awful. Let's see who will bounce back, who should be most concerned. But let's get away. Let's get into the biggest takeaways last night. And for all the people that did not get to see this star mega matchup in the AFC West, thank you, Jeff Bezos, for putting us on Amazon Prime. Thank you so much. How about, like, people are saying, can you imagine watching it in space? I was like, I commented and I said, how about we just put it on regular TV? Thank you. It's such a, it's such an easy well, product. Well, had no yeah. issues. Had no can issues I- until now. Well, here's here's a perfect example. Twenty five million people watched the Cowboys Bengals games on Sunday Night Football. They didn't get twenty five. Cowboys Bucks, right? You're uh, getting Cowboys, ahead. Right? Two is this week. <laughs> like I said, I'm focused on what you're I have focused, to do ahead. You're of focused on this week. You're not in the I'm past. Not, I'm not looking at the past. I'm looking at the future. But you know, Amazon last night did not get that. They didn't have twenty five million viewers, and no. No. they would have got twenty five million viewers if that was on NBC last night. They probably would have gotten more it's, too. It's, if it's that ridiculous. was on Fox. Listen, it's. It's ridiculous. I'm gonna be polite, but can no, I? Can I? No, can it's, I, no, it's BS. That's what it is. It's BS because it's all about money. And you know what? Right. To have two superstars like Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, a, a matchup that's going to be going on for the next ten to twelve years. I cannot wait to see. This could be the new version of maybe Peyton versus Brady, or if you want to put Josh Allen and Mahomes. Either way, we look like the AFC is going to be running through one of these three franchises. But the Chargers. My biggest takeaway is. Ted, you said it too, and I'll say it as well. Same old Chargers, Joe. They falter again. The Joseph Aguirre, I know you probably love it because Justin Herbert. Look, I want to just get into that. Listen, it's a missed opportunity. It's again, a missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity. Every extremely single time talented. we discussed this Chargers team, and it's not just the Justin Herbert years. It's going back to the Philip Rivers years, man, and even Drew Brees. Like this team, if you think about all the teams of like you know the last. Okay, personally, I'm 35 years old. But if you look at all the teams, right, the talent they've had, like quarterbacks, like they had after the Stan Humphreys year, like they had 
they had Drew Brees, they had Philip Rivers, they had just, like they've had really good Dan quarterbacks. Fouts. They were Daniel Tomlinson. They've had really good receivers. They've had really good talented players on the defensive side of the ball. They had Marty Schottenheimer coach, and then a bunch of other coaches in between. Who cares? There's I'm sick of making excuses for them. Like last night's game, they should have won. Again, perfect, opp- perfect like, opportunity they held for them. the Chiefs to 13 total yards in the first quarter. Boza and Mack, which Trev, you really liked in the offseason, was a big move. That's a lot of th- teams had done the AFC West. They picked up an extra pass rusher because you know how good all four quarterbacks. And they dominated the Chiefs. They were up by te- by double digits again, and Mahomes beat them. Yeah. And it's just disheartening because Herbert's legit. But I can see the argument on the other side and go, well, he's 16 and 18 as a starting quarterback in the NFL. And like – that's like the Kirk Cousins. When, do, when do you start? When do you start saying when like sixteen and eighteen? When do you say yeah he's got the talent? He's he's a superstar. But when do you start saying, got like Joe's been saying, and he's right and Joe's right on this. You got to start winning games. Here's the other thing. It's at the end of the season. Now listen, I understand quarterbacks get all the credit when they win and, and take all the blame when they lose. I don't blame him last night for the loss. I do. Well, that's that's. Let me take that back. I blame him twenty five percent. Because he's also the reason why they were in the position almost to come back and win and win that game. But he's the reason why they lost because he threw the pick six. It was a bad pass. Yeah. But, like, I also go back to Brandon Staley last night. Like, where was the fire that you had last year when you were going for it on fourth down in your own territory? Last night, fourth, fourth and two on, like, midfield and you're putting the ball or you're settling for field goals. It's like, I just don't get it. Like, I look at the Broncos from Monday night. I look at this game and I'm like, guys, you have, like, two of the five best quarterbacks in the league. Put faith in them. I'd rather, as a fan, lose with Justin Herbert or J- Russell Wilson ball in the hand than someone than punting it and relying on my defense. That's, yeah. Listen, if I'm going down, I'm going down with Mariano coming in for the eighth and the ninth. Like I'm going down with my best guy and my yeah. best pitch. I'm not getting ride beat and, by ride and die pitch. with them, Joe. Ride and die with them, right? Yeah. Listen, he. I've been saying this about Justin Herbert. You know, and it, it's always easy to blame the defense and to blame the coaching. And it seems we blame everybody and everything. Obviously, he was pretty hurt at the end of the, the, the that throw he made. Unbelievable throw. That, 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 that's a coming off the play throw. before where he, yeah, he was run. so hurt, he couldn't even underhand the ball or, or die for a yard or two, uh, just unloaded the pass. He was harassed for uh, the entirety of the second half. Mm hmm. And obviously quite battered, and and there could be a potential injury here with the rib, and that would be devastating to this team because he clearly is their best player, and he clearly is an outstanding quarterback. Well, that's saying something. He is going to have to start on that team. Oh, yeah. Because that team has got to start winning the games, though. Again, this is one of those situations where – 100%, Joe. Yeah. uh, You just got to start winning more games, especially these big games. Yeah, Joe, here's the other thing. You go to Kansas City, so it's like you got that divisional win, so now you're a game and a half on the Chiefs, right? You know what I mean? You've already beaten them, but then you beat them on the road, which, mm-hmm. you know, and not many people do beat Mahomes in Kansas City. Last night would have been only Ryan Tannehill had beaten Mahomes twice in the regular season. No other quarterback has done that. And it would have been – I think he's the – if Herbert won last night, it would have been the only quarterback that's beaten Mahomes in Kansas City twice. They Listen, did it last year, yeah. It's – they couldn't run the ball last night. Chris Jones ended up taking over in the second half. Boza and Mack settled down. Mahomes does what – listen, all the people that knocked Mahomes and thought he wasn't going to be what he what he was, I think he's he's evolved. I think he's starting to become even a better quarterback because when you have that yeah. home run th- threat – like, Perfect example, by the way, and I'm going to steal this from something I heard today, but 
It's like the New York Yankees. When you have guys like Aaron Judge and Stan, we're not playing the small ball. We're going for the home run. So when you, what, I, what I mean by that is when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill, you're more likely to throw the ball and go for the bomb. But now, you, last night, what, again, like five, six, seven different guys touched the ball last night. At, there's a guy from Pittsburgh. There's a guy from this guy. There's a third-round pick, a seventh-round pick. Uh, you know, guys that were off the – he's finding ways – to win games, not just looking for the bomb with Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Travis and Kelsey. I'm 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 so glad you brought that up quickly before we get into our next point. Is all we ever hear from everybody is Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. No, no, but no. All, all, hold on, listen, listen. No, no, no. Patrick Mahomes. No, no. no I know. Listen, right. we know. Listen, that. but my point is, is I was getting is everybody we've been saying is oh Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. All this offseason, all we ever heard is. How is Patrick Mahomes going to survive without Tyreek Hill? I'm sorry. I thought this was the best quarterback in the world. I mean, if you're that damn good, like a Brady or like even a Rodgers, you just make these guys better. Peyton, these are reasons why these guys are the best in the game. What, Tyreek Hill, mate? I know Tyreek Hill helped make Patrick Mahomes into the, the star. It was a big part of it. But let's not knock Patrick Mahomes and saying, oh, well, is he going to be any good because of Tyreek Hill? If you're that damn good, like we've been proclaiming him to be since he's come into the, since he's won his MVP, then he's going to be fine. And Patrick Mahomes is literally doing the exact same thing that he's been replicating since being the official starter in 2018. He's just evolving, Ted, and you said it perfectly. He's just evolving, and you got to change up the game plan. The way that they dink and dunk and just get everybody involved, it's so fascinating that people are knocking him and saying, I just, I just don't get that narrative that people are like, oh, yeah, he's the best quarterback in the he's NFL, but how is he going to survive without Tyreek Hill? He's becoming more of a complete quarterback, and what I would say to this is all those stupid people and even Sammy Watkins who said Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback, shut the hell up. Stop. You're stupid because guess what? How did Aaron Rodgers look in week one against with his receivers, and how did Mahomes look with all his – I don't even want to hear the news. But he had a guy from the Packers and Van Ness He had a guy from Pittsburgh and Juju Smith. He, I mean, I get it. He still had Kelsey. But what about Aaron Rodgers? Didn't you want Randall Cobb? Didn't you ask for Randall Cobb? That was your guy. Where was Randall Cobb? You had Robert Tanya. You had Sammy Watkins. Those are guys that you asked to get. Didn't hear those names on Sunday last week. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's like I you guys like to get like the game. Like my biggest takeaway: Chargers missed golden opportunity. Could have really take grasp of this AFC West and this competitive AFC West of what it's going to be. We'll see how Justin Herbert, how bad the injury is. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. But Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Just like I expect the Buffalo Bills to dominate on Monday, the AFC runs through those two teams. But the Listen, Chargers, the, the, the Chargers that line, yeah. Justin Herbert looks like he had a better night. Yeah. yeah. Their team, yeah. I think, had a better night offensively. Oh, sure. Again, the more effective quarterback and the guy that leaves with the W, as you said, is the guy who was willing to make adjustments, willing to distribute the ball, mm -hmm. and won a football game. Yep. And that's what makes Mahomes so great is is Patty Mahomes knows how to win football games. That's what matters the most. Well, speaking of a team that hasn't been winning a lot of football games in the past, well, let's be honest, the past decade. <laughs> but the way that they did it. And last week we were just talking about, oh, what well, the running game. It wasn't the Tennessee Titans rushing attack. It was the New York football giants rushing attack. Guys, do you know that the NFL has, like, you know, the leaderboards, rushing leaders? The New York Giants are currently number one in yards per game. 
with 238 rushing yards. Can you believe it? I know it's only week one, but damn it, as a New York Giant fan, we haven't talked about him yet, but to see what they have done, and I think that we can all say, I think this Dable regime and Joe Shane is going to do wonders for this New York Giants franchise who desperately need it. But you look at the way the New York Giants won this game. It wasn't pretty. Daniel Jones didn't look great. Look, had his moments at times, but still had his Daniel Jones moments at times. It was about this rushing attack. 238 yards to 93 against Derrick Henry, the proclaimed best running back in football, led by Saquon Barkley, 164 yards, one touchdown. They had 11 first downs, rushing first downs, on 32 attempts, guys. They ran the ball 32 times. You want to know what their average per rush was, guys? 7.4. I don't know about you. I ain't the smartest man in the world when it comes to math, but that's pretty freaking good. When you're running the ball like that. So when we see this, guys, and this is going against the Carolina Panther team who, boy, oh, boy, they got ripped apart by the Cleveland Browns last week, giving up 217 on the ground game. Can the Giants win? And we got to think about the NFL nowadays. We just watched two great, great quarterbacks last night. Dick, uh, Light it up. Go duel it out, as I say. Can the Giants win and continue to win with running the football, Joe? Yeah, 100%. We're just thinking about the way the NFL is nowadays, how it's predicated on passing and all this and teams. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But listen, the the dynamic of Saquon Barkley and what makes Saquon Barkley considered a generational talent. And and the reason why he's always a high pick in the fantasy drafts like Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara is because of the dual threat that they represent. Mm Mm-hmm. Not only did Saquon have all the rushing yards, he also caught six passes. Yeah. And DJ oh. needed that. He had a he had a really good day. Look, the, the fumble's not his fault. I'm not going to blame him for that. That interception, inexcusable. I think uh, Dable got right in his ear. He asked Jones what he was doing. Daniel said, I thought I saw, and he said, you didn't see it. Yeah. And lesson learned. So, I, I listen. This is going to be a slow process. It's insane that this team left their 1-0 because over the last six years, that was 100% Bullock was going to bury that from 47. And you know what we'd be saying right now? Hey, they look good. They were this close, and I'm tired of the this close. It's about time the Giants, just like in in uh, their second Super Bowl uh, against the Buffalo Bills, a wide right. The Giants have just have not been fortunate. And think about the the sixty two yard field goal Philly hit a couple yep, of years ago. I mean, Graham just, following year was Graham Gano, who is yep. the kicker now. Hit it walk go. off. Tell you, remember that day we were watching it. One of the things one of the things I said yeah. that this team needed to do to get turned around was to figure out how to start winning those games and not losing in that final minute. I'm not going to go nuts, but this gives me hope that this team now, at least after week one, looking around and they're like, you know what? We can close these things out. It's a good football team. We just beat plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Jeff, you want to build off? I was just going to say, yeah. I was going to say, Joe kind of said it in the right way where I was thinking, and it was like building off. I was like, you're right. They would have found ways to lose this game, right? Like they would have not gone for two. They were normal in the past years. They would just kick the extra point. And played the tie, and then hopefully won it in overtime. We would have the field goal would have been made, right? And it would have been like, or we would have even got to that position. We would have never even came down to the field and scored. The pick would have been the final conclusion 
the closer of the game, and we would have never even got to that point. The Giants were not impressive last week. They, they, they but they got the win. And second half they were. Not the there's first time. There's still things that were deficiencies, but they had a big play of Sterling Shepard, which helped. Barkley had the big run, and we had the two-point play. And Tennessee had played that play perfectly, but we had the best player on the field, and that's what stars do. Joe was saying something, and I wanted to, like, revolve off it. It was when you're a bad team, the first thing is learning how to win. Yep. And then when you start learning how to win, it's how to win two games in a row. And then build off of that. So because, like, when you we were talking the previous day – the Chiefs, like Mahomes, and he was talking about Mahomes, is like, it wasn't pretty, but they get the win. And, like, that's what good teams and good quarterbacks, they find – it doesn't have to be pretty. Like, I just don't think he's one of the better quarterbacks, but Mac Jones last year, they found ways to win games. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head where guys, they find ways to win. And that's – at the end of the day, as a football fan – Well, that's also – a damn game. So, what I would say to you on this is you've got two teams coming off of two different games. The Giants had a field goal missed from 47 yards. Tennessee missed it. Mm-hmm. And then Carolina, who thought they had won the game, what it's uh Cleveland kicked what a 59-yard field goal, 58-yard field goal to yeah, win the game. York. So you got a team that's thought they had a game won at home, and they're gonna come in hungry. You got you know, Baker Mayfield's what two and four on the what was it, two and four? I saw in his last six road games. He has not played well. He had six balls batted down last week because he's not that big of a quarterback. Right, and the Giants' defense wasn't impressive last week. But what I will say was impressive last week was their ability to stop um, Derrick Henry. They get I was just reading like 21 carries for like 82 yards. I guess Martin Dale had compared Derrick Henry to Jim Brown. Now we have done some comparisons in the summers about some of the best running backs, and that, I think that's a great comparison. Big physical running back, almost like bigger than everyone else. The uh-huh. Giants did a really good job last week in stopping the run again. But this is a whole different avenue this week if we really want to get into the game. This is going to be a much tougher matchup for the Giants because McCaffrey, as Joe was saying, is the closest resemblance to Saquon. He's literally maybe the best dual threat in the league, Christian McCaffrey. Now, we know what Saquon is, and that was the best best I've seen Saquon Barkley look like since his rookie year. But mm-hmm. I think the Giants have – this is what I would say to you, and I'll finish on this. I want the Giants to be able to build off of last week's second half, all right? I do they cannot go backwards, right? Like this is a winnable game, all right? And if you get that second win, then you got next week Monday Night Football, and I'm not looking ahead, but then you got Dallas, and you can build on that, and that's something Joe was talking about. Like now you start building momentum, and now guys start playing better. They start they start coming in on Monday and Tuesday mornings, much more juice. There's a lot more excitement in the building. You know, instead of like, here we go again, we're 0-2. Here we, you know what I mean? There's You start falling down that bad path and you start suffering. I think this week, if the Giants can really take advantage, play, make Baker beat you. That's what I would say. Make Baker, all hands on deck against McCaffrey. Shut him down as best as possible and make Baker Mayfield beat you. I think that he can't beat you just like Giants last week. Daniel Jones couldn't beat you. And Trev, I want to finish on this. I know. I'm, I'm rambling, but I want to say this. You said the question was, can the Giants continue to win like this? They might not be able to make the playoffs, but they can win enough games to for something to build on. And this is something Brian Dable did really well in the first year with Buffalo, with Josh Allen, was their ability to run the ball in Buffalo. Multiple guys touched the ball. Josh Allen ran the ball. Singletary, Zach Moss. So if the Giants can keep building off this, this will give them an opportunity and keep the ball out of Daniel, Daniel Jones' hand from blowing it for us. Well, you said you were just talking about Mac Jones and the Patriots last year. That's because that's what winning franchises do. They can deal with any type of adversity. They can deal with winning. They go about their business. That's what, But losing franchises like the Giants recently, the Cleveland Browns, the New York Jets, I'll put the Chargers because they're a team that finds ways to lose. They don't know how to deal 
with the adversity. They don't know how to deal with the losing. They don't know how to deal with the winning. To see this giant team have that motivation, that energy, just the buzz on the sidelines, watching Saquon after the two-point and just hugging Dable, Dable slapping hands and going absolutely berserk after the win. It just feels like a a jolt of energy, the energy that the New York Giants fan base and this franchise, most importantly, has been desperately needed because it's been so long, literally, since we've had that. It's been so long. I know that's from 2008. But 2012, 11, 12 seems like an eternity, seems like a million years ago. And to just see this team being down 13 nothing against a team that was just the number one seed in the AFC on the road. And the way I know there was a blown coverage, Christian Fulton with Sterling Shepard, but the way that they gave the ball to 2 6 and said, hey, go win us the game because we know what he can do. We, Ted, you said it, and you guys said it. This guy was a generational talent coming out of Penn State. I know he's been dealing with the injuries, but you've heard all offseason. He's ready to go effing crazy, as he said. He's ready to go effing crazy, and I think this is the first sign of many things to come for the Saquon Barkley new-look New York Giants team as well. I'm just happy. I know it's one game, but to just see the energy, especially where we were just only eight months ago, guys. To think where the New York Giants were eight months ago and being the national laughingstock of the NFL world, running back-to-back quarterback sneaks inside their own five-yard line, to see where the Giants are now, having a regime that had to deal with the same similar situation going into Buffalo. Joe Shane and Brandon Bean went into Buffalo, and they were hot garbage. They were trash. They were a hot trash. They were not a good franchise, if everybody wants to remember. But look at what Buffalo is now. They're one of the powers of the AFC and look like they're not going anywhere. You could thank Joe Shane for being a part of that. You could thank Brandon Bean and you could thank Brian Dable. This is a team that just similar to the New York Buffalo Bills. I'll say New York because they are in New York. I know that's all a big debate. We don't know. We all know who's the best team in New York. It's the New York Giants. Just go there. But to see the way that they have handled that adversity with Buffalo to coming to the same similar situation from a franchise that's been in the dark pits the abyss to see where it comes from next last week and see if they can build off it let's see how much confidence let's see the energy let's see the enthusiasm and let's see if this team can get back to winning football joe you know what i love dable knew he was going for two and he went up i love it. it i love Asked it. the defense what they wanted to do as if their opinion mattered as if it was going to change his call they were obviously he was always they going were, for it they, of course but they were psyched and after the game they said, we, it was, we, he said, do we want to go for, it? we said, hell yeah. And we went and we did it. You, all you heard from everybody's mouth after this game was we, and how much they love this guy, because this guy said, I'm not going to coach scared. We're going to do stuff like that. And they did it and it paid off. And the buy-in to me is the most important thing. We, we all know what Joe judge was and, and seemingly nobody bought into it. Again, the idea of a disciplined coach. Joe- whose team is completely undisciplined, says no buy-in. They so love this like guy. Fake, this is good. Almost like a fake advertisement. Like McDonald's showing you their quarter pounder on cheese when it really don't look like that. Sorry, Joe Judge. I'm <laughs> Joe, no, hey, false advertisement. Wrong. False marketing. You know, funny? I have, you know, I have Snapchat, and I had some of the videos when you and me were sitting at home when we were still living in mom's house, and we're watching the press conference. We're like, wow, he's talking a good game. And No, I'm not going to go there. I know. I Do you remember what and, you talk- and what I was going to say was, that was the most emotion I saw from Saquon Barkley since maybe the night he was drafted from the Giants. Like, 
when he came off the field and they got the two point, he hugged Dable. That was like the most emotion I saw from a giant coaching player in some time now. You know, I mean, that's what, and that's something that, that like you can build off of. And that's why this game, this, that's why this game this week is very important to take. Listen, the Browns had success running the football. Like you said, Trev, 217 yards, almost five yards of carry. Nick Chubb, very good runner, but I'm telling you, Saquon's a much more explosive runner. We can get bigger plays out of it. Like Daniel Jones just cannot screw it up. And that's the thing. The Giants, the Giants can win this way. The offensive line had its moments. I know they gave up a lot of five sacks last week. I get that, but they're still young. It's a, it's got to get the chemistry. They're going to get better. But Andrew, but Andrew Thomas, the New York Giants have, a, have an all pro type left tackle, and he's not lock him up for the next 10 to 12 years because he looks like he's going to be a sure thing for the New York Giants. You can build off of last week. I don't know about you, but if you saw his grades, he was one of the highest rated grades in all of football as a tackle. He was a second rated guard or tackle in the league last week. You want to roll. If you want to, I don't know. He did it all last year. I don't know how you get a whole season. Then the first game against a a very good pass rush in in Tennessee, he did pretty well. So I don't know how many more consistency you want. Do you need 20 years of them to do it? For consistency, he had I 18. Need I need had two nine, years. Okay. Well, he's had 19 straight games of looking pretty damn good and being and being one of the better tight tackles I, in all of football. Evan Neal, he'll get it figured out. But this offensive line, I was very impressed in the preseason with the way that the burst happened. The first game against the the Patriots, that burst of Saquon, that offensive line getting pushed, they can win the football, win the they game. They ran the ball really well with 200 push yards in that preseason game too. They can win. With running the football, and with running the football, I could take away a hell of a lot of pressure on number eight. And what we all know about the New York Football Giants, if we really know about the New York Giants franchise, what they love to do is get after the quarterback and run the football. We'll see what happens with game two against the Carolina Panthers. All I'm saying is the next three games, I'm not getting ahead of myself because boy, oh boy, us Giant fans have, there's, we're just happy. It felt like the Super Bowl last week. I swear to God, I was the happiest man in the I world. Swear to God, man. I was like, literally, just like I jumped. I was like, thank you, God. I was so happy. But it's one game. We'll see how they play against Carolina. We'll see how they play against Dallas on Monday night. But as Bill Belichick says, we're on to Carolina, and we're taking it one game at a time. Let me throw one more out at you. You know, um, I think something like thirty percent of Saquon's total yardage has been on the long runs. Yeah, and. He Here's got knocked for it. He's been like a home run hitter oh, throughout a his million career. percent. Now he had a 68 yard run of this game, but he ran for 164 yards, which means the other 17 carries garnered him 96 yards. Yeah. Which is almost five yards a carry, which is the kind of thing you want to see from Saquon yes. Barkley, man. That's yes. and he can do that. And again, that's because of the home run, the home run speed there where he could break one off at any time. Mm-hmm. If he's still running for six yards to carry the rest of the time, oh boy, no stopping this team. And, and with a good running attack, always sets up a perfect play action. We'll see and Jones happens. can do that. He's good at play action when the run is working. Yeah. And hopefully Kadiris Tony plays more than seven plays and he gets his. We'll see what's stuff, going on. He's, deal, he's dealing again, once again, an injury. We'll see what happens with Kadiris Tony, but. We'll see. I was just talking about Bill Belichick. Let's talk about his former quarterback, the man that we all like to say proclaim as the greatest quarterback of all time. To some, the man, the myth, the legend, Tom Brady. A man, the myth, the legend, Tom Brady. But as we all like to know, some people have kryptonites, and for Mister Tom Brady, that is a team that he's been playing. He's going to be playing this week, the New Orleans Saints. Will history repeat itself? You just look at the recent 
games, and I'm not including postseason. He's 0-4. He's got a 61.1% completion percentage, six touchdowns, 10 giveaways, eight picks, and his passer rating is 71.5. So let's just say that even though the even all the greatest of all time have some sort of weakness, have a thorn in their leg, or every as the, as Poison once said, Joe, every rose has its thorn, <laughs> and Tom Brady's thorn is the New Orleans Saints, and they have a. I don't know if you've seen the injury report from this Tampa Bay Bucks team, but majority of their offensive weapons are either out or could be not be playing, or could be a game time decision. So, Joe, we've seen the recent history between this rivalry, and the Saints have been dominating. Will history repeat itself for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers against the Saints, or does he finally get the best of his kryptonite? Well, this game is in New Orleans, <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm going to say that the Saints continue uh, to repeat history. Obviously, Jameis Winston. I don't know if we oh, talked about. Yo, this come on, come on! I don't know if you talked about. I don't know if anybody saw, but D. Joseph McGuire said if he could, if he had to uh, pick any quarterback, not pick a, the last quarterback, would you have him as the worst? Yeah, I think I said he was 32. I might have conceded him as high as 22 by the time we were done. But listen, he's got extra motivation in in this game against Tom Brady. Yeah, Not anything personal to Tom, but the Bucs dumped him. And he ended up in New Orleans after the musical chairs finished up. And so every time he beats Tom... uh, He also tore tore his ACL last year. Yeah, last year he tore his ACL. Point. They've uh, on a Ted, they're on a seven game winning streak. So and if you, and if you remember, Sean Payne had COVID in the second game. So Dennis Allen had to play head coach in that second game because Sean Payne had last, COVID. And last time they played, they won nine nothing. Nine nothing. Yep. So and they've and won the last up. seven games. They've won the last seven games, not including that postseason game. Seven games since 2018. Average score of 30 to 15. So they've been dominating this. This I guess I'm rivalry. This little. Little rivalry, we like to say. They've been dominating this team. So, Ted, when you see Brady, we know what Brady is. We know what he's done in his career. And he's had his moments against teams, New York Giants, the Baltimore Ravens, the Philadelphia Eagles, teams that give him fits in the past. We can add the Saints to that. Will we see history repeat itself this Sunday? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just – All on the Saints. No, Joe had the Bucs. No, he has the – No, Joe had the Bucs. You have the Bucs, Joe? No, Saints. I thought you just said oh. first thing he said. He's like, it's going to continue. He literally. Said, I think it's going to continue. I think it'll be a close game, but it, I, I think Saints said, win. Because it said Bucks haven't won since December thirty first, two thousand seventeen, but now scored two ten to one oh eight. Here's here's some of the guys I wrote down on their injury list: Mike Evans, Julio, Godwin, Gage, mm-hmm. Perriman, Tristan Wirfs, Donovan Smith. Now. ESPN just reported both Chris Godwin and Donovan Smith are both ruled out for this week. So that's missing their left tackle and their slot or number two receiver, whoever you want to be. Julio's a hamstring. Also, Leonard Fournette was on the, with a hamstring. Mike Evans. Oh, yeah. As they were talking about it on Get Up this morning, maybe a little shot of Cortisone or Trenadrol or whatever, Tyrodol or whatever it's called. It'll be good for three hours, and then they'll deal with pain afterwards. So I expect some of these guys to play. But what I'm saying is they're going to struggle. The Saints are going to, that crowd is going to be fired up. Jameis Winston is going to be fired up. They understand the momentum. They want to keep the mojo. I think there's too many raw. There's too many. It's like Swiss cheese. There's too many holes right now in the Bucks right now. Health concerns with players. I just think. Well, it might not be their defense. 
I mean, their defense was stout last Sunday night against oh, Dallas. I, I they they I held expected. Dallas to 244 yards overall. Here, here's what I would say to this. I would take the under if I was a betting man, but this is what else. What's the line for this game? Uh, I got it right in front of me. Give me one second. Yeah, what do we got for a line? Uh, Tampa Bay is minus two and a half over under 44 and Wait, a half. Wait, Tampa's the favorite? Yes. Oh, because my God. I'm hammer, because, hammer the Saints. Hammer yeah, the Saints. That's what they want you to do, and then the Bucks end up winning by three. They ain't winning. But because here, here's what I would say to this, and this is going back to when you made the joke about Joe is, can Jameis Winston not screw it up? Because if Jameis Winston plays like old Jameis Winston when he was in Tampa Bay, that means he's throwing picks. Tampa Bay takes advantage, short field. Tampa Bay wins the game because they don't have to stretch and go against the field. That's why Joe can't stand. Because what I would say is Tom Brady doesn't usually throw picks, yeah. right? So you're going to know early in this game what type of game I feel like this is going to be. Because if Tampa Bay oh, struggles. Oh, contraire. Uh, in these games, this 0-4 run that Tom's got going against the Saints, he's thrown eight interceptions in yeah. those games. Eight picks. And that's, I mean, that's what's killed him. And you just said Jameis can't screw it up. It's been Tom well, and that, who yes, doesn't and throw that, interceptions. That's what I'm saying. Because here's the thing. Breeze didn't throw uh, picks. It wasn't pretty, but he didn't throw picks. So I do agree with you. Tom, ha he's had his fits. I think it's going to be another tough matchup. Listen, this was my bold prediction. I had the Saints win in the division, just like I said last night with the Chargers. This is a win the home games, right? The part of winning your division first is winning the home games, right? Take advantage right now if you're the New Orleans Saints of being a little bit more healthier than the Bucs and having the home game, right? Build off of the momentum from last week, right? Let's run the football. You still got Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill had a big run last week, 54-yard run as they put him in quarterback. You still got Alvin Kamara, right? He might Winston, be out. Winston be did out. not play well in the first half, but he found his mojo in the second half. I think his like fourth quarter stats was like 14 of 18 for like 146 yards. No, he had 213 yards in the second. In the, in the yeah, but it was the fourth, in the fourth quarter. quarter in the fourth he, quarter. He, it ended up being 213. Yeah. So, but that was against the Falcons. This is a much different, tougher defense. It's going to be a much tougher game. Um, Joe, I think, here, I think I figured out, Joe, why he doesn't like Jameis Winston. I think Joe... Because he James stole his turkey oh, legs from oh, from the stop and shot. He, he stole his crab legs. He's he stole the crab legs. He stole the crab legs. And um, oh my god, what is the what is Joe's favorite little side dish that he has? French fry. What does he get? Oh, coleslaw. coleslaw? He stole his coleslaw and his crab legs. No, here's the reason why Joe coleslaw does, does go with seafood on the side. It does. It does. <laughs> oh god, we brought, I can't believe we just brought up the word coleslaw. Again. I never thought we would say that again on this show. But You're coming around. It's, it's making it's making a move. It, it's a movement. It's, it's a not movement. bad, but I don't like the mayo coleslaw. If you do like with the vinaigrette, like on the tacos, get out of here, coleslaw. Yeah. With tacos, okay, because you just Jeff, you don't even mind. Yeah, because Trevor, when we had the like, didn't you have some coleslaw on that um, grouper sandwich? Wasn't yeah? Like I just something? ate it. I just ate it because it was grouper. I love grouper. Who doesn't love grouper? People from the north because they haven't had it. Well, they're lost. They're messing up. Grouper's the way to go. Here's why Joe doesn't like James Woodson. Because I have an epiphany that Joe had Jameis Winston in fantasy the year that he threw 30 picks, 30 touchdowns, and 5,000 yards. And he lost him in the game in his championship game that year. Now, that may not be true, but I'm throwing the idea out of that's why Joe does not like Jameis Winston. That could definitely have something to do with things. <laughs> that could definitely <laughs> Look, we said it last week. If Jameis, like you guys have said, if Jameis can just play smart, he played smart last week. I know it's Atlanta, and Atlanta's not known for having a great defense in recent history. 
But this is a whole different animal. You're playing against one of the better defenses in the entire league. They gave up 244 yards to Dallas, three points. They dominated last week, Tampa's day. But that Saints defense is nasty. They get after Brady. And with the injuries and with the recent poor showings of this Tampa Bay Buck offense, I expect it to be a clean sweep on this keys to the city of the Saints beating the Bucks. And I think I'm if I'm a betting man, and I only try to help people. I I only try to help because I don't win with betting. I'm like Eddie Mudd. I'll just then take I'll the just, Bucks. I'll we're just all in the Saints, take the Bucks, everyone, because we are. We're here. There's no way. Oh, you guys are probably game. you guys are probably better than me. Be- See, I help people. I'm a caring person. I'm a giving person. I'll help. I just don't bet because I know I'll lose. Ted, remember? Ted, perfect example. A couple years ago, Joe. We were at Atlantic City celebrating me and uh, Ronnie's birthday. And with the day, we were watching the football games. We lost some money. That whole day, it was a Sunday night game. Saints were playing in Tampa all day. Guys, let's hammer the Bucs. Beat them. Let's go. Let's go. It's all Bucks. Do you want to know what the final score of that game was? Hold on, Ted. Do you want to know what the final score of this game was? The final score of that game was 38-3, to Saints. That was the game in Tampa, Joe, when the Saints just destroyed and that That's all I'm trying to say is that, like, just don't listen to me when it comes. I'll help you. I'm just not going to bet. And this is a game that has all the makings of a Saints beatdown, but it is Tom Brady. We'll see what happens with that. Let's close out. Ray, real oh, quick, Mike, yeah, Michael yeah. Thomas, don't don't underestimate the importance oh, hell of, of a game last being week. on the field. Five yes. catches, 57 yards, two touchdowns. Having Jarvis Landry there as well. Drawing a lot of eyes. I mean, he's got weapons. He's got guys to throw to. Chris Olave uh, had had three catches in that game. Thing I didn't like, Alvin Kamara, nine carries, 39 yards, and he only caught three passes on four targets. And he's dealing with an an injury currently, too. So we're going to keep an eye on that. But if I'm a betting man, hammer the Saints. Don't do it now. I'm mush. I'm mush. Let's get over and close out our football Friday there are a lot of 0-1 teams right now, 0-1 playoff teams that struggled mighty, mightily last week. But I'll start with Ted. Ted, to you, which 0-1 team should be most concerned right now and moving forward? That's easy for me. I'm going to build off the Monday night game. It's Dallas. Because every one team that if you had – because if you listed all the teams that were there that we we had choices of, the four or five teams that we only – we didn't go through every one team, but the teams that we thought were more – The playoff type team, yeah. Playoff yeah. type of thing. It's Dallas because the Bengals still have their quarterback. Cardinals still have – Raiders still have their quarterbacks. Packers still have their quarterback. Dallas doesn't have their quarterback. And you know what the problem with Dallas, Dallas? Dallas doesn't have a running game. You know what else Dallas doesn't have? They don't have a left tackle. You know what else Dallas doesn't have? They, have, they don't have a number two receiver. And you know what else Dallas doesn't have? A really good head coach. So what does that all accumulate to? Not a really good team. And you know what? The Bengals last week, even after the awful play by Joe Burrow in the first half, first pass of the game, pick six, he had four picks, he had five total turnovers, they still had an opportunity to win that game, which they should have won. The Bengals will be hungry. They will be motivated. They're coming in, and they're going to take care of Dallas because Dallas' backup quarterback, sorry, is not Jimmy G. It's not even Jameis Winston. It's Cooper Rush. Now, I understand he won a game last year on Sunday Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings. Sorry, bro. It ain't happening. They can't run the football. Zeke is not – it's amazing how fast Zeke has fallen off the cliff. Tony Pollard should get the carries, majority, and Zeke should be the guy as the number two. Um, and then, like, who – they lost Cedric Wilson. They lost Amari Cooper. Or, like, I, just, you know, the door – Tyron Schultz, Smith is out. 
I mean, the Dawn Leo Schultz Collins is going Cooper I mean, Rod, I mean yeah. it's just there's more flaws right now in the defense and, and offensive side of Dallas that I just don't see where they can build off of. That's why Dak is such an important factor to them to keep them up, keep them afloat, at least have to give them a chance to a playoff. I think they can going to do it. And like, here's, here's, I'll say this. Like you had the Packers, right? The Packers are going to go into the bears this week. They're going to crush the bears. They're going to crush them. And, Wait, and next had, week on Monday and Tuesday, who had the Packers, Packers are playing the bears. Oh, I didn't say the Packers are the team I should be most concerned. I'm not. I'm, you had I, them. I, I, go look oh, I have them on the list. Yeah, of course. I know. Yeah, 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 but what yeah. I'm yeah. saying is I'm not worried about the Packers because they're going to crush the Bears this week. And on Monday morning, everyone's going to be jumping for joy. Like, hey, guys, Aaron Rodgers is great again. We're all good. He's back to MVP. Nah. And the Bengals are going to beat Dallas. And But here's the thing. You got that Raiders-Arizona game this weekend. Both teams are 0-1. Both teams were shaky in week one. Which team comes out? And become oh, Ted, I am so glad you brought that game up because that's the team that I'm most concerned about. No, it's not the Las Vegas Raiders because obviously, Joe, Derek Carr and company, they're going to win the AFC West. It doesn't matter. They're going to win. Yeah, it. they're going to be fine. They're going to book it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They're going to book it. The book it. Just book it. No, it's the Arizona Cardinals, guys. It's the Arizona Cardinals because here's my thing. The past two games, and kind of that, I the Dallas thing. I think that's so cliche because yeah, I took the easy one. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, damn, he gets the easy ones. But that's the thing. It's so easy to pick Dallas. It's but the Dallas defense, you can branch off of that. You can ride with that because the defense did play their part last week. It was just their offense was horrid against the da- uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Well, it ain't gonna be better this weekend. Man, we'll see. I guess the Arizona Cardinals. The last two games they've played against two of the best in the league the defending champs, and then they played the Kansas City Chiefs. They've been outscored 78-32, to outgained 863-465. to What else have they done? Lost D-Hop. Injuries to Rondell Moore. Andy Isabella. J.J. Watt. Jalen Thompson. Oh, yeah, they also lost their uh, maybe possible future Hall of Famer, Chandler Jones, this offseason free agency. To Oakland. Defense. That defense, well, the Chiefs went six for six in the red zone. There was no sacks last week. Oh, yeah, they had to deal with this whole big conundrum of um, Kyler Murray not watching film and getting a mega deal. This team is in trouble. This team has no urgency. This team got slapped around the past two times they've been on national TV against two of the very best of this league. And this, and, and you paid Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, he's on the hot seat. Kyler Murray, I mean, boy, I mean, you gave him that mega deal. I just don't see it with Kyler Murray. I Chandler Jones see, is coming for him. I don't see this team, and this isn't a, t- a team right now that has the defending champs. I know Seattle, surprising win on Monday night. Oh, my God, who's the other team in the NFC 49ers. West? And the 49ers, thank you, I'm drawing a blank. The 49ers, who didn't look good either, and but that's a whole other story because Trey Lance is, well, well, Whatever. I'm not going to go there. But the Arizona Cardinals, Ted, this is a team that <sighs> I'm not buying into them. I, I wasn't buying into them in the offseason. You guys, oh, the Cardinals are going to be fine. I said, yeah, <laughs> bam, shoot the Cardinal down because the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, there's only one Cardinal oh, team that I there. there's only one Cardinal team that I think of that stays consistent, and it's the St. Louis Cardinals. It's not the Arizona Cardinals. There's a reason why. Like I said about earlier, there's a reason why losing franchises don't know how to handle winning, don't know how to deal with losing. And this team has dealt with adversity throughout since early January when they got smacked 
on national TV to their division foe, the Rams. And they re they come back first game of the year against the very best of the AFC. And you, and you give up 44 points. If I'm an Arizona Cardinal fan, boy, oh boy, they got a lot of problems. I know Dallas has their own problems too. Offensive line, but not having a lot of for you people in there. They got a lot of problems if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan. And Kyler Murray, there better be some more urgency from this team. The leadership, there's a lack of leadership around this team, too. I'm no, just going to lack of leadership. Buda Baker, JJ Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, those guys are leaders. Oh, I know, but DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the, is the next five weeks, can't be around their team. So. I mean, I know he'll he'll change the offense when they come back, but what are you going to do? And, and, and you look at the Cardinals' schedule. I just, I know DeAndre's coming back in Week Six, but damn, if they play the way they played last week, guys, the Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals are going to have a long, long, pathetic season. So I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals. That's the team that I'd be most concerned of, Joe. The team that I'm most concerned about is. The Green Bay Packers. No way. Wow. And I'll what? tell you why. Wow. First of all, Aaron Jones had eight touches in the game. Concerning. They certainly want to give the ball to him. They're, they're, look, their leading receiver was Romeo Dubs. Oh, the rookie. Third yeah. The pick. rookie. Right. This is this is problematic. And not only that, you know, the defense in Green Bay is supposed to be so great. Dalvin Cook ran for 90 yards, had four and a half yards of carry. They couldn't stop Justin Jefferson if their life depended on it in that game. That's true. If Aaron Rodgers can't get things on track and an 18.9 QBR rating isn't getting it done, they're going to have a really hard time winning football games. And don't forget, he got sacked four times last week, too. They don't have David Bacchiari, the all-pro left tackle. So, I mean, all three of these teams, these are teams that, I mean, the Packers, the Packers are always interesting because last year they got demolished by the Saints week one, 38-3, and they ended up winning. I just think this is a different type of team because, well, 17's not coming out that locker room. He's in, he's in Vegas now. He ain't coming out there. And Aaron Rodgers, all we hear, and – like I love that's why the difference is with like guys like Brady and and Mahomes and why I like those guys because it's always about we. When I hear Aaron Rodgers, it's always I. Like he ain't gonna change his ways. Well, and bro, guess you- what? That's why. Yeah, you could say, people could say whatever they want about Aaron Rodgers. I get it. He'll go down as one of the greatest talents of all time to play the well, game. He'll go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He might go down as the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. But if you want to keep using the word I, then guess what? Well, it's not even it's just I. like just like the I, that's how many titles you're gonna have. One. I want well, I want to talk. So no. Well, Ted, the floor is yours. No, all I was gonna add yeah. to your all I was gonna add to your point was when you when you looked at his the press conference afterwards, the first thing he brought up, the first thing he brought up, not we didn't play well, I didn't play well, take some blame, was we dropped the ball. Well, he didn't say we. He dropped the ball on the, the first play. You like you re, you relived the rookie's first play of the game, dropping the pass. Yeah. That was the reason why you lost the game. Yeah, he's a, he's, you know, like, he's hey, a listen, clown. We didn't play well. We weren't fully prepared. Like he should have been acting like more of a coach. Like, hey, listen, we weren't fully prepared. That's not who he, he is. He's I, a head I, case. I didn't I didn't do what I needed to do to make sure my guys were ready. We will be better. We will move on next week. We will and we will get things corrected instead of like you, Joe said. 
well, Joe screwed up and Ted screwed up and this person screwed up and well, but I, I did not, but I did my part and everybody else stunk. That's exactly how it sounds for the past week. And that's why I think that's a big deal going forward too. I know that Aaron Rodgers is great. I get it. Oh, you have Aaron Rodgers. You, you never hear chance. that from Tom Brady. You never hear that from Russell Wilson. Mahomes just said it last night. What we heard from Mahomes is we, we had to evolve as a team losing Tyreek Hill. We, we, we. Like, that's the problem. Like, that's why Mahomes wins. That's why he's in Super Bowls. That's why he's in AFC title games. That's why Brady's the greatest of all time. That's why he has seven Super Bowls. But we have people here saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers is this and that. Yeah, I get it. He's unbelievable. One of the most talented quarterbacks of all time. I'm not saying that. But he's a clown. All he cares about is himself. And that's why, Joe, maybe you are onto something. Maybe, maybe Maybe the Viking win was more of a bigger deal. And I know, you know they were home and I get the problem it. is they're, they're playing them every time they have a tough game. I know they're playing. Like they get crushed against the Bucks two years ago down in Tampa. What happens? He comes back home and plays the Texans, but or I plays the Bears, or they Ted, play I the Giants, Ted, I and said they it. beat up on a weak team, and then everyone else, everyone else starts praising yeah, Ted, them. I said it. Seventeen ain't coming out that locker room. It's a big well, difference Alan, when you have Alan the best. Lazar's when you have, back I get that, but when you have the best. Oh, oh. Oh, well, there you go. Put all your money on Green Bay. Alan <laughs> Lazard's playing. No, he, so I have Alan Lazard in fantasy, so I figure. Alan Lazard thing. will have no more than five catches in this game. For five what, 100 yards? And a touchdown. For 60. And a touchdown? By the way, 6.7 yards, yards per pass attempt for, for the Packers. That is the worst of Aaron Rodgers' career. I, I, I agree. And and you know what? I know people could say all this stuff. I get it. But you know what? I keep saying it. The best receiver in football ain't coming through those doors. You're going to have to figure out a way to implement those other think receivers. He's the best receiver in football? I mean, it's hard to – he had a great game last week too. I mean, so him, the, the, top four receivers, the top four receivers had unbelievable games. Devontae had a great deb- a debut. Cooper Cup looks like he's not going anywhere. Chase had a great game. I know T. Higgins was out. And then Justin Jefferson, I get it. Justin Jefferson's a stud. I, he's a stud, absolute stud. But you look at those four, but you look at Devontae's not coming back. He's got to find a way to get these guys and stop calling. Look, don't call your teammates out. The worst thing you can do is call your teammates out. Make it private. And you know what? Aaron Rodgers, I know you own the Chicago Bears. You'll probably win, and everybody will be like, oh, he's back. He's great. He's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, take a hike. That's what I say. Just like I just like I want Aaron Rodgers to take a hike. I do. I'm at, as I've gotten as as the years have gone on, I, I think I've I've lost more and more interest in Aaron Rodgers. So sorry for all you Aaron Rodgers lovers out there. <laughs> there's a but lot I, of them. There's a oh yeah, sadly, there is. But whatever. Whatever. We'll see. How the New York Yankees fare this week as well. I know we haven't been talking any baseball. Another great slate of college football games. We'll see the New York Giants, how they fare. And the rest of the week, too. We'll be back on Monday. We got some. We're gonna I want to preview the two Monday night games, especially that Eagles and Vikings game. Should be one hell of a game. And Kirk Cousins, it's your time to shine now. Primetime game. We know how you are. Greatest in the world. Doubt it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're Keys to the City. We'll see you next episode. We're out. City Podcast.